MSW Media. News was Daily beans, daily beans, daily beans, daily beans. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Thursday, September 5th, 2019. Today, Beijing bows to protesters, a big win for voting rights in North Carolina, a Greg Craig verdict, Wall is wanted, Andrew Miller will testify, and Sharpie Gate. I'm your host, AG, and with me today are Jaleesa Johnson. Hello. And Jordan Coburn. Hello. How's it going? Hey, good. It's going well. Getting a little bit of that hurricane today. <laughs> Is that what we got? A little bit of the outer bands? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the way here in California. <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently, wait until you hear Sharpie Gate. We can just take a picture of the hurricane path and draw a giant loop to include California. Ooh. And uh, then we'll be part of it. Make I it somehow know. managed to remain isolated from Sharpie Gate, so like this whole day. So I'm excited to hear about this from <laughs> yeah. you. Okay. So everyone, she's going to be hearing it for the first yeah, time. Yeah. I I've was been just on Twitter in. and it's been referenced, but I haven't done my due diligence to see what the hell it's about cool so, well we're gonna cover it in hashtag to. today oh, we've good. got a great schadenfreude we've got some verdicts coming in it's it's a big news day um i although i know like wall-to-wall coverage has been about hurricane dorian and it just pounded the bahamas it's totally wrecked yeah, and, really and sad. Um, i think seven seven people dead and that's it of course that count will grow it's just so early and um, we're looking for, if you could uh, ha- hop onto Twitter and hit us up at Daily Beans Pod, let us know where a good, um, uh, reputable place to donate is to, to help out the folks in, mm-hmm. in the Bahamas and the Bahamian government, because I'm really interested in that. And uh, I think a lot of our listeners would be, too. Um, not so much Alabama, uh, but we'll talk about that <laughs> a little bit later in the show. And also, we have now added our second meet and greet in Seattle. Um, we're coming, uh, Muller She Wrote, not Daily Beans, but Muller She Wrote's coming live uh, to Seattle Triple Door Theater Friday the 13th and Saturday the 14th from 5 to 7. We've added a second meet and greet because the meet and greet we're having before the show has sold out. We're going to be sending that link to our patrons um, uh, first, and then I'll be tweeting it out, the link to the public on Friday, mm-hmm. so that you'll be able to get tickets to that. You do have to have tickets to the show at Triple Door to, to be a part of it. Um, and it, once Triple Door sells out, which it's about to, then we'll open it up to anybody who wants to come to the meet and greet because the the venue, you know, we have we have special contracts with the venue. We don't want to take any sales away from the venue, so mm-hmm. we we have to make sure that that's the case. And uh, we'll we'll keep you posted on on Patreon and on our Twitter feed at Daily Beans Pod. Follow us there if you don't already. And uh, anything else on that? I think you got um, it all in. Oh. I think. Some people were confused that our San Francisco one, these are separate meet and greets, so one ticket you can't use for the other one and vice versa. You're like yes. buying a specific ticket for a specific day, specific meet and greet. Yep, but you can go to both. So if you have a ticket to the meet and greet the day of the show and the show ticket, you can buy a ticket to the meet and greet on Saturday, but you, you, you the one ticket won't get you into the other one. Exactly, yeah. You would have to buy the second one if you're yes. trying to go. Yeah. So, and that's um, just a space thing. Yeah, it is just a space thing. And location to be determined. I think we're working with uh, a, a restaurateur who owns a place called The Oak up there who came down uh, to our L.A. show at, mm-hmm. the, at Largo and um, met us, uh, came to our meet and greet at the comedy store on the patio. Very cool um, restaurant. Very cool. Oh. <laughs> yeah, very cool chap. <laughs> Ye old. I need to search my DMs and find his name. Yeah, he's he's in there. And if he's listening, actually, this is perfect. If you're listening, <laughs> <laughs> can you DM one of us? Yeah, <laughs> if you're listening, the Oak, yes. send us a message, and uh, we're gonna find you on on uh, Google too, and send and send you a message there. 
Uh, and we're looking at that. That's not, you know, for certain yet. It could already be booked out. Um, it's a very popular, very awesome restaurant. But we will keep you posted. And if you're not a patron, become one. Head to patreon.com slash thedailybeans mm-hmm. or patreon.com slash Wrote because it goes to the same place. And once you're a patron of one, you're a patron of both. Twofer. Yeah. Bogo. <laughs> or Pogo. I don't know. <laughs> Something. Anyway, we have a lot of news today. So let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. All right, as I said, very big news day. After 14 weeks of massive protests in Hong Kong over a proposed bill allowing the extradition of criminal suspects to mainland China has led to Hong Kong's chief executive announcing the formal withdrawal of the bill, meeting one key demand of the protest movement. The chief executive, named Carrie Lam, has said the government is scrapping the bill to fully allay public concerns. They are not giving in to the other demands, however, which include things like amnesty from prosecution for protesters and the right to universal suffrage in the election of Hong Kong leaders. Uh, Joshua Wong, a leader in the umbrella movement, has said the concession is too little too late and demands the government listen to all five of their demands, including an investigation into police conduct during the protests. Carrie Lam says the government could not accept the other demands, but has named two new members to join an official police watchdog group tasked with investigating the matter. Uh, The unrest has shown no sign of ending with this announcement as protesters are adamant that all their demands be met. Wow. I mean, between them and uh, what was it, Puerto Rico that did the massive protests, I feel like the resistance is definitely stepping it up globally. And that gives me a lot of hope because back in the States over here, we're a little hit or miss sometimes. But, you know, we try really hard. But to see them just power through everything they've been through i mean it looks like the purge out there sometimes with like what the police are doing and then some of the people that are being paid by the police i hear it's just it's terrifying yeah yeah and we have a massive march coming up on september 21st in dc it's called we the people march Mm -hmm. if you want information on that you can look up amy siskind on Mm -hmm. twitter and um, she uh, she tweets out the information we've retweeted it several times so that's a big march that we have coming up but this shit works yeah it does yeah, but you know what's the difference between us and them is that they sustain their efforts, whereas we do not. I know that there's a lot of our listeners that are out there every single day. We met some of them in San Francisco that are protesting Pelosi's office, just saying, please, dear God, impeach this motherfucker. Yeah, yeah or the Kremlin annex. Right. Been out there for hundreds of days. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, it, so it's like to do a march is amazing and very important and very powerful, but to be out there every single day with high numbers is mm-hmm. what I think actually makes a change like quickly and a big change Mm -hmm. well we were able to get that the trump administration to reconsider like uh, you know deporting uh immigrants here having life-saving medical treatments and that's great and that was mostly like social media right online stuff yeah um so yes i i agree that the the massive numbers of people and the sustained massive numbers of people are important but, but i wouldn't use that to discourage anybody from marching but definitely, definitely not my point hopefully definitely, encourage um, is i think what i got from what you were saying i'm yeah. saying i'm yeah. inspired by what they can actually do to halt legislation from quite frankly a regime yeah right yeah. and in a in a nation that's been historically wrought with totalitarianism mm-hmm. that's incredible and how they did that Especially in a nation where they don't treat their protesters yeah, very exactly. well. You're saying we should And how do they did more. that is a sustained numbers. So it's encouraging to me to see that as an example of how if they can do that, yeah, we should be able to do that shit in the U.S. And honestly, it kind of like I don't I used to want to I had dreams of paying hundreds of thousands of dollars for a master's <laughs> education that would get me no other jobs. Um, I wanted to study like 
protesting like mm-hmm. that and why activism and, and right and there's mm-hmm. just just a threshold that we have to come to in the u.s to actually get to a point like they do in puerto rico or or in hong kong to like actually make sustained lasted change like that absolutely and i'm totally why. with you our apathy is a massive problem it's yeah. what got trump elected in the first place yeah we, we march s- more is my point not <laughs> march less Ooh, hashtag march more <laughs> march more March yeah. more. No, yeah, I know. I totally agree. And I didn't mean to insinuate that you were discouraging it. I was yeah, just yeah, saying. Yeah, no, I totally get how it comes <coughs> off that way. So I appreciate I was, you saying that. Yeah, no, I was because I know that where, where you're coming from because mm-hmm. that's not what you're trying to say. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, but you're right. I, I, I wish we had that impetus here. Mm-hmm. I think it's because there's too much privilege here. Totally. There's too much privilege here and there's too many people that feel like there isn't that much to lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and privilege across the board because I know that we all deal with our own struggles and different levels of it. Um, but generally speaking, as a poor person, I feel like there's still a lot of apathy even you know, amongst myself and my community. I think it's just anyone is... is capable of being apathetic to these issues and I understand the more adversity you go through the more apathetic you're likely to be but it, I still feel like it's it's a choice at the end of the day right. so like, yeah it's important to at least say hey I, I do have this much power you know like like you said G, online anything if you can't physically be there for whatever reason there's ways in this day and age it's a matter of like are you willing to make time to do it exactly because as I'm sitting here saying this I am not out protesting every day yeah but you are part of a podcast that that's true. That does. Uh, a yeah, lot of, yeah. A lot, a lot of, of people would argue that it is protesting. Yeah, <clears throat> and yeah, exactly. And I, I think our listeners are very engaged, very plugged in. They are the type who march. They are the type who wish that everybody would get up and go and and make it happen. Um, and a, a lot of us have been, you know, who've been through the 2016 election and everything. We remember. Um, and then we had the women's march after that. We we remember the impact of that and how important it was. Uh, and so. Yeah, I just want to make sure that, you know, what I'm saying doesn't make people think that uh, I don't think you're doing enough. Right, right. Um, I know I can do more personally. That's what I think we're all getting at is that we, we well, see. Well, I feel like you're yeah. trying to cover my ass. With no, my I'm actually, no, I'm actually trying to cover my ass <laughs> oh, okay. at this point. Because I didn't get that from you. I didn't get that vibe from what you said at all. I, I think we're all covering our asses. That's pretty, pretty good, yeah. <laughs> As we should. <laughs> As a government employee, I always like to go back and say, well, now let me just clarify that what I'm not saying <laughs> yes. is this. Uh, but... I, I want you guys who are listening to know, you all the, who are listening to know that we fully appreciate your engagement and your activism. And um, but I do wish that there, you know, I do see the apathy in, in, in this country. And it is it is hard to hope against that. Right. Um, mm-hmm. It makes it hard to hope against that. So mm-hmm. that's I kind of think what we're all sort of on the same page about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got to fight apathy. I don't blame people for being apathetic, but we do need to fight it. Yeah. And, and that's true, too. Uh, there was uh, a Genevieve that was running f- uh, here for, I think, attorney general, and sh- she had a, a poor voting record. Uh, and so a lot of people went after she's very progressive very left and a lot of people went after saying you haven't voted in the last six elections and she's like that's because nobody is representing me I'm apathetic about this and and it's it's angering and it's it's maddening that there isn't anyone who is representing me and that's why you know and so they're trying to give her a hard time about being apathetic and she's saying there's a reason for it and Mm -hmm. I wouldn't want to force anyone to support someone that's not representing them so it's almost like a a group effort on both ends we have to have people that represent the masses and the masses to speak up and let them know what they want to be done it's It's team effort yeah it's a feedback loop Mm -hmm. feedback loop exactly yeah Uh, uh, speaking of shit gets getting messed up uh, Boris Johnson yesterday (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> went from a plus Losing it <laughs> went from a plus one majority to a minus 21 to a minus 49 
as members of the Conservative Party defected to vote against his Brexit plan. The British Parliament has taken control of the House of Commons and the Brexit debate and is challenging his do-or-die Brexit October 31st deal. No deal, I should say, because um, it's a no-deal Brexit. That they, that's what they call it. <laughs> deal or no-deal Brexit. Deal or no-deal Brexit. <laughs> I'll take case number 15. I got to hear oh, it with the accent. I'm so bad it. at the British accent. I want to do it. <laughs> and the House of Commons passed a bill uh, also uh, this week to avert a no-deal Brexit in October, but it isn't final until it's voted on in the House of Lords. Um, if it passes, it would delay Brexit another three months. Johnson called a snap election, which would require a two-thirds vote in Parliament, which he's not expected to get. And this would probably be a, a crippling blow to Johnson. In fact, it is. I, I don't know why I have probably, but it's definitely a crippling blow to Johnson and the Conservative Party. But by Wednesday, like I said, he was 43 short uh, seats short of a working majority, leaving open the possibility of a unity government on the other side. Mm to call another general election. Corbyn, the Labor Party leader, and his lieutenants have said, I love the House of Lords and lieutenants, <laughs> uh, have said they welcome a chance to defeat Johnson in national elections, but want a guarantee against a no-deal Brexit in October 1st. So that's their main goal here. Uh, Johnson has banned the 21 defectors. Boris Johnson banned the 21 <laughs> defectors who voted against him Tuesday from the Conservative Party for life. Oh my God, you get, I didn't even know you could do that. I guess so. Which included the grandson of his idol, Winston Churchill. Amazing. So the bill, that, <laughs> the bill that passed today on Wednesday would require Johnson to win parliamentary approval by October 19th or seek a three-month delay from the EU pushing Brexit back to January 31st. So Wow. The shit is going, like, we're over here like, yeah, the first time? <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> I feel like I'm sorry this is of course England's like way older than we are right yeah yeah but I, I feel you this is their Trump times 10 mm. I mean yeah he's insane but um every time I hear Lord too I think of the singer House of Lord oh the yeah what is she 20 now I don't know <laughs> age works <laughs> the House of Lord yeah yeah did Madonna have a kid called Lord or was oh. that Lord is really yeah Lord like that. is yeah, that yeah. Lord uh, it's no. uh, <laughs> oh you know and Lord so if we take Lord kept yeah, secret yeah. And pop. so if we take Lord and Lordes and we put them together and that would be the House of Lords absolutely yeah. and they decide they two those two decide uh, whether or not there's going to be a snap election not a yeah oh, <laughs> yeah no it. not a snap election uh, whether or not the bill will pass that they have to either by October nineteenth get a, a a deal on Brexit or what was the other option or fuck all we're taking a three another three month thing mm -hmm. but we were talking yesterday th that was the drop dead date was october 31st so i imagine if this party gets together this government unity party gets together and boris johnson tries to get it delayed another three months because he can't get this through and you know in in parliament or in the house of lords or wherever he has to get it passed that you know the eu is going to say ah oh, man october 31st was your deadline i don't know if they'll extend it again right uh, and so and, and nobody's really addressing that in all this it's just a lot a, of yelling happening to you oh no <laughs> it's, it's it's um yeah it's a and shit show and chaos. then totally was like you need to shut up you bad boy remember that did yeah, you see that oh, oh my god, god. spank him <sighs> it was just pretty much like that for your ears yeah it was pretty like bdsm for your ears bad boy bad boy they were chanting bad boy bad be baby <laughs> said be a good boy you be a good boy you can't do that if you did that at your child school you'd be spanked it was just it was amazing insane. and I, I just had the audio on so i was like is this the same video i was watching two minutes ago like what am i hearing who was saying that by the way uh it was uh 
Burko. Okay, jeez, Louise. Uh, yelling at, because he's the guy who keeps order. Yeah, but that's still a weird <laughs> thing for the person in charge to say. I was hoping it was maybe Boris. <laughs> bad boy, you bad. Um, yeah. And then, <laughs> it, it, just the way their whole operation works, it's just so interesting to me. Because I, because I, I asked my friend, I was like, so they're going to have another general election for prime minister? And they're like, no, we don't vote for prime minister. We vote for parties. And then the prime minister is selected from the party. And I'm like, whoa, what is going yeah. on with you guys? Uh, and, and, they're, and they're like, well, uh, you think yours is any better? And I'm like, okay. Exactly. Yeah, 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 at least they have Fair a multi-party enough. system. Yeah, right. I, I like the parliamentary system. We did system. escape them. I say we very loosely, too. But, you know, the country, the you know colonists, they escaped them. So in a way, we've kind of always thought that they had the crazier thing. But, yeah, ours got out of hand, too. Our little American experiment is not much better in and hindsight. Way younger. You're way younger. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I didn't even think about that. We fucked up way sooner. Getting weak in the knees a lot sooner. Yeah. yeah we're, we're in our terrible twos compared to yeah. uh, where Great Britain is. Who, but at least be we're not colonists. Germany. True. But I was going to say, who's going to like try to get away from the U.S. and make their own country? Me. Where are they going to go, though? We should all go. Yeah, but where? Um, You're I'm... not allowed to live off the grid. Really? <laughs> not really. Why not? We can podcast from anywhere. You yeah. have to, because you have to pay taxes to someone. Well, and, and you're like in deep financial shit if you do We'd have to buy a private island. Yeah, I'm thinking a private incorporate island. Incorporate ourselves. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I hear, I th- Yes. Where's White Island? Wherever that is, <laughs> we'll buy it out. It's probably pretty expensive. We're starting GoFundMe. Yes, yes. <clears throat> and all of us in our we'll get emails for those that don't know. Quarter million listeners, which is all go there. Yeah, yeah. It's where we send all the people who commit white collar crimes, right? That's the idea. Before I get like trolled again, <laughs> dude, you got trolled so hard. Yeah, I did. I did. That's tough. Um, yeah, look for that on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> it's it'll blow your mind. Um, anyhow, uh, I. If you have questions about this, don't ask me. Um, I really don't know a lot about uh, the government system of government over there. I kind of know basics and Mm -hmm. and I know the story and I I understand what's happening. But like how bills become law. I I never saw the schoolhouse rock. Is there a British version? Yeah, it should be. Oh, there probably is. There's always a British version. Like The Office and Skins. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, they usually came first. Right? Schoolhouse Rock. Maybe schoolhouse rock was our version of whatever they had. Mm. Oh, yeah. I bet. Or they should make one, if not. Definitely should mm-hmm. make one. Um, anyway, uh, keep your eyes out for that. And we'll keep you posted on the on the headlines for what's going on over there with Brexit. But the, the deadlines appear to be October 31st right now, and, and he's got to do something by October 19th. Uh, and one of those things is to push it back to the end of January. We'll see. I love that he's struggling so much right now. I do. I love he it, He just too. came in with such fucking confidence and such a smug look on his face. Like, you piece of shit. You don't think trying he's trying to achieving... watch you go in there and just get this shit done right away. Even a little Idiot. bit, I think, of his plan is chaos. I feel like the whole hair thing and his demeanor and all his talking yeah. points seems to be just, a, like, so chaos. And yeah. so even if he's not politically winning, yeah. socially, I think but he the, might be. The, the cojones or the misogyny <laughs> that it takes to think that, well, Theresa May yeah. wasn't able to solve that it because the vagina was dumb. the problem. Well, yeah. 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 Hillary had a similar problem or America had a similar problem with misogyny yeah so yep. I, I see the real issues but I also see how he could also see them and, and be like oh that's fine I'm gonna just do my thing anyways and he still has followers so <laughs> yeah well Trump still has followers too so I understand and hugs uh, overseas hugs <laughs> across the pond to you we'll be right back after this quick word with more headlines and today's hashtag after these messages we'll be right back Hey everybody, it's AG from the Daily Beans Pod. We are a nation of immigrants. That's very important to us. It's very important to our history and it's our diversity that makes us strong. Uh, We are the giant melting pot of the world. We're comprised of millions of family origin stories. 
Uh, and that made me curious about my family's journey and its part in this great American experiment. And that led me to the Ancestry DNA test. Ancestry DNA gives you so much more than just where you come from, the places. It gives you a deeper understanding of who you are and how your family fits into the story of America. And Ancestry's data archives and record collections give you a complete picture, or a more complete picture, so you can trace your ancestors over time. It's pretty amazing, and it's really easy to get started. So I took the test. I found out that my family mostly comes from the Netherlands. We thought we were Irish. That was like the rumor in our family for years. And so we would, you know, walk around, go to Irish shows, listen to Flogging Molly, but... Uh, which I still like, even though it turns out I'm not at all Irish. <laughs> but more importantly, I was able to trace people. And that's the coolest part. I, I found out, you know, when they arrived, it was in the 1600s. They came from there with the Dutch and uh, how they set up their own American dreams and other people from my family arriving later. And I also found out that there's this guy named Harry Reeser, who is a relative of mine, and he turns out to be like a banjo comedy player from the 1920s in New York, and he led a band, and he would do shows and stuff, and my dad also did comedy music, and so did I, so that was, uh, that was really interesting to find that out, and it's, you know, important to understand not just where your family comes from and how you fit in, but that unless we're indigenous, we're all immigrants, and we should celebrate our immigration, and, and we should celebrate everyone's story, because that is what makes America great to me. So go to Ancestry ancestry.com today for 20% off your ancestry DNA kit. That's ancestry.com for 20% off your DNA kit and start building your story today. Ancestry.com. Incredible news, you guys. Out of North Carolina Tuesday night as a panel of three judges ruled that the gerrymandered Republican districting maps do not permit voters to freely choose their representatives and therefore qualify as partisan gerrymandering, which is contrary to the fundamental right of North Carolina citizens to have elections conducted freely and honestly to ascertain fairly and truthfully the will of the people, unquote. So these maps have been thrown out. Um, these are the maps that were drawn in 2017 to maintain a Republican supermajority in the state legislature. Uh, and the judge's uh, ruling said they are, quote, tainted by an unconstitutional deprivation of all citizens' rights to equal protection of law, freedom of speech, and freedom of assembly. Um, so this is the justice system I keep holding out hope for. It's there. It's real. And, and, and here's why. Many of us were disheartened by the Supreme Court decision uh, in June that partisan gerrymandering can't be challenged in the federal court. Uh, but the Constitution of North Carolina explicitly prohibits gerrymandering under the state's free election clause. And the map drawer in this case, you'll recognize him, Thomas Hoffeller. Oh, mm. you know it. You, you, uh, Julius, you refer to him as Hofeller. Hofeller. I call yeah. him Hoffeller. He's a hoe for gerrymandering. Yes, he's a hoe for <laughs> gerrymandering. Uh, the man with two brains, Hoffeller. And like I said, if it sounds familiar, it should. He's the guy who worked with the Trump administration to put a citizenship question on the 2020 census for the sole purpose of disenfranchising, uh, disenfranchising Latinx voters. And don't take my word for it. It's in black and white in a study written by Hoffler. Um, he was hired by North Carolina to help them draw their maps in 2017. Wow. So the judges say, nope, this is gerrymandering. It's disenfranchisement. It's Walking all over freedom of speech, it violates our state's constitution, free and fair election clause. Can't have them. So we're going to have fresh maps for North Carolina in 2020. But That's our country amazing. doesn't have a free and fair election clause that would read the same as true. blowing my mind right now. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So we need to have that in the state's constitutions. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but this yeah. is a victory. You're right. It points to a really big problem that, you know, we have been aware of, but still depressing. But I like that. They were able to do that in that state? I'm surprised. Yeah, and there was a lot of voter suppression in North Carolina. Oh, yeah, if not all of it or most of it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we heard so many stories come out of there where, they, you know, they wouldn't allow um, the elderly to bus to polling sites. Mm -hmm. they, oh, they only had one polling site, and it was miles away, and it was, it was really hard to get to. Uh, and so they, 
they have like voter ID laws that are like just ridiculous and, and people are having a really hard time. The Native American population who, if they didn't have a, a, an address, wouldn't be able to register to vote. And most <clears throat> Native Americans and indigenous people who live on the reservation mm -hmm. don't have single addresses. They have like these group P.O. boxes and mailboxes. Right. And they weren't allowing them. Discriminate against their address because they are addresses. And they've always worked before, but all of a sudden it's not. I guess regular addresses. Yeah, it's not good enough. Yeah, they're the natives. It's mm -hmm. in their name. Well, I, it just it just shows. You I can know. use this address to send me bills and uh, come and arrest me for something. Right. But you, ca I can't use this address to vote. Yeah. Also, yeah. what what like how drenched in privilege is the premise of a one address per one person sort of rule? It's so oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it really is. And not so, to mention the fact that some people choose to live together, like you just said. Exactly. And they're living in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's a rule for uh, names too, similar to addresses. Where yeah, if your or name if your was signature wasn't, or, or if the typo, the, the period was missing in the uh, you know initial of your middle name, they would they would purge you from the, mm -hmm. the voter polls. It's just so bad in North Carolina, and and that the judges found that this shit violates that at least the gerrymandering part. Right. Very very excited about that. Mm -hmm. uh, all right, time for a little Schadenfreude. Do you know what schadenfreude is? No, I do not know what schadenfreude is. Please tell me because I'm dying to know. It's a German term for shameful joy. In a spectacular bit of deliciousness, Jacob Wool has been indicted and has a felony warrant issued for his arrest in California for the unlawful sale of securities. In 2016, Jacob Wool and his partner Matthew Johnson repped as members of a company called Montgomery Assets. I don't know if they used the, his mom's phone number for that one. Uh, and they offered for sale unqualified securities in violation of California code. As a reminder, in 2018, Wall attempted, uh, well, he teamed up with this guy named Jack Berkman for a failed attempt to concoct and falsify sexual assault allegations against Robert Mueller. They set up that press conference, which Jack Berkman gave with his fly down. They got and, ghosted, right? And Yeah, and they ghosted. This was uh, Jennifer Taub, who's been on our podcast, was one of the women that Wall reached out to to try to mm -hmm. make up a story of sexual mm -hmm. harassment against Mueller. And then later he tried the same stunt with Pete Buttigieg. Uh, and in February, he faked a death threat against him and reported it to the Minneapolis God. police. And he's under investigation there. And he's, of course, been banned for life from uh, futures trading. So he's a super winner. So desperate to be relevant. I know. So sad. And he's been posting these, this shit on Instagram where he's like, po like posting from Israel, posting from... You know, he like all these exotic places, but the same fence is behind him. Mm -hmm. And everyone's like, dude, is that here? You bring that fence with you everywhere? And some, yeah, somebody was like, yeah, it's his emotional support fence. That's so <laughs> you funny. Can't travel without or his it. own personal border wall. I feel like yes. maybe if there's any sense of humor there, which there's probably not a good one. Maybe he's like trying to make it seem like like he you know how sometimes conservatives will like. I guess bait liberals with obvious things that are like ridiculous to oh, point yeah, like out. Troll is a troll. Yeah, I know it's probably in a way a long shot, but you're right. It's it's characteristic. Of him okay, too, right? I fell for it. Uh, he's still a stupid oh, he's still asshole. stupid. You're right. <laughs> yeah. It's a dumb trap, but I think this is something that he would do at the same time. What a great use of your time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's just traveling all around the world doing what exactly? He's not traveling. Sitting anywhere. in front of the same oh. fence and no. smoking a cigar. Oh, that is the joke. Yeah. He's in physically the same location. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, I thought the fence was an emoji or something, <laughs> and I was confused. Very confused. Yeah. No, this it, makes a lot more sense. Behind him is this very distinctive fence. Got it. And you, so he is like, not going anywhere. Not going no, anywhere. No. And I think I think what Jaleesa <laughs> is saying is that he's doing it on purpose to yes. mess with us. Yeah. Okay, yes, yes, uh, yes. That's fine. Good luck doing that in jail. It's like the opposite of which thing. Oh, no, it's which thing doesn't belong, right? Or no, which thing is the same? One <laughs> of these things is not like the other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's too good of a bit for him to do. Maybe, maybe it's too much credit for him. 
because that's yeah. kind of hilarious. It's kind of <laughs> hilarious, but also like a waste of time, like AG said. It's both. Yeah. Uh, hilarious things are often it's a waste of It's low budget, time. dude. It's one scene. That's, yeah. <laughs> you just yeah. change the text. It's brilliant. Low budge. You're right. Yeah. Let's, let's do it. We, mm-hmm. we, we, there was this time uh, in my life when uh, we decided my sister at one time was very um, attached to her hairbrush. She had one very specific expensive hairbrush and she was, brought it everywhere with her all the time. And we decided, because uh, this was a really stupid idea, that we would steal her hairbrush and send it to different places around the world and have photos taken. Aww. And this is actually before social media. So you would actually have to get photos printed and have the ne- the doubles sent to us. Yeah, and then yeah. we were going to do a little game called Where in the World is, is, is My Sister's Hairbrush. And, uh, it, did she cry? No, we actually never did it. It was Aww. just a thought. But okay. it, I feel like it's a bit that, that um, you know, if this were a bit, it's kind of along those lines. Yeah, yeah, it's never too late to follow through with that prank, you know. <laughs> you could still take the brush and do like an Instagram account. <laughs> My sister, classic. Classic. Still yeah, got it. Just like everybody. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's uh, that's Schadenfreude today. Schadenfreude. Okay, here we go, Jordan. You ready? Yes. Today we have hashtag SharpieGate. Hashtag. So a few days ago, Trump uh, mistakenly said that Alabama was in the path of Mm -hmm. Hurricane Dorian. Mm -hmm. The National Weather Service in Birmingham put out an immediate statement saying Alabama will not see any impacts of Dorian. Everyone calm down. Don't leave. Don't evacuate. Mm -hmm. It's not coming here. It's going to stay further to the east. And then a bunch of journalists uh, called him out on it. ABC's Jonathan Carl fact-checked him among many. Well, Wednesday, Trump, the White House, put out a, a video of Trump showing a map of the path of the hurricane <clears throat> and the, the 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 map he has is a printout that's five days a five day old printout and it's got a little hand-drawn line with a sharpie that <laughs> that extends the hurricane path over alabama uh <laughs> and puts alabama in the path of dorian meaning somebody simply drew on the map with a sharpie to make it appear that the storm was forecast to hit alabama and when asked about the sharpie drawing on the map trump said i don't know i don't know i don't know he said it three times. Um, I don't know what happens when you say I don't know in a mirror three the times. The truth appears. Trump, <laughs> Trump appears. <laughs> so apparently his ego cannot stand that he that we know he lied, right? And interestingly, it, it, it's also a violation of federal law to falsify a National Weather Service forecast and pass it off as official. That mm-hmm. sounds like a fair law, even it, if it looks like a little ball. Eighteen so? Code mm-hmm. U.S. Section no Twenty Seventy Four. He for probably funny he probably does that to pictures of his penis too. Yeah, like just draws the little end a little. One's longer, higher than right? the other in this case but it still checks out oh yeah alabama should have been like dick size yeah that's true or or location or yeah Yeah. symmetry there we go (laughs) now we're hurricane shaming yeah well that i can do katrina (laughs) it's personal (laughs) they don't have any feelings and only cause destruction anyone email me about hurricanes directly (laughs) (laughs) you got a problem with it (laughs) yeah Yeah, if you're a defender of hurricanes like reallocate your mental resources yeah yeah um for real yeah, but uh, Alabama should have been like, yeah, no, it's true. Send us that aid money then. <laughs> oh. <laughs> put, put your money where your mouth is. Nice. Yeah, and my husband was wondering, he's like, no, 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 there's something else to this. Does he have contractor friends in Alabama that like would get paid money, like federal money for federal contracts to prep for hurricanes mm. that, that somehow his friends would profit up? sand of? and bag companies? Yeah. Oh. So that or, or, you know, all of a sudden one of his friends, like one of Melania's friends, uh, all of a sudden has a sandbag company and they yeah, get yeah. a 16 
$15 million contract for the government to bag sand in Alabama for a hurricane right, that's right. not coming. And I could totally see that happening. Those are total beans. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are hurricane beans. But yeah. I, I, wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him. Uh, and, but, you know, on a more serious note, seriously, all of our thoughts to everyone that's in the path of this thing or has been in yeah. the path of this uh, hurricane, it's absolutely, it's the biggest hurricane. There are people in the Bahamas saying, they haven't invented a category. I know they say it's category five, but with the way things are going and, and the intensity of storms, uh, and we're not saying there's more hurricanes. We're saying they're more intense, the ones that we have. Exactly. They might need to create new categories of hurricanes. So look so for that. Whoa. We need new justices and new categories for hurricanes. Yeah. It's crazy times. And so look for that. Put some beans on that. I'm going to put some beans on the, um, on the National Weather Service and the NOAA having to create new categories for hurricanes. So it is against the law. It's uh, 18 U.S. Code Section 2074. Add this to your pile of impeachable offenses. Uh, consider the 25th Amendment and then head to Twitter and keep uh, hashtag SharpieGate trending because it's just when you look when you look at the drawing, it's just so it's just so dumb. Yeah. yeah. I hope around the world people just start using that to benefit themselves in other ways, like parking spots. <laughs> They'll just be like, try Sharpie, just all around the other. Yeah. No, actually, actually, this is my parking spot. It might work. These are my Trump. boobs. This is, yeah. <laughs> these are how big my boobs are, and I'm just going to draw. Um, <laughs> they go all the way to Alabama. Yeah. Goal yeah. size. I'm going to call them Alabama sh- knockers. Yeah. <laughs> or just like a little kid trying to get on a roller coaster. <laughs> Yeah, I'm this tall. You must be this tall to ride this ride. That's cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sharpie Gate, everything's going down. I thought it was Sharpie's fault when I heard about this. They had nothing to do with that. Yeah, Yeah, they're innocent in this. They're victims, actually. I want to know what Sharpie has to say about this. Sharpie, if you're listening, you have an opportunity of comedy gold Mm -hmm. with your first Twitter response to Sharpie Gate. So don't. Don't squander oh, yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. You know they probably hired at least five new people just to come up with that tweet. Oh yeah, much hook, up with, hook up with <laughs> Wendy's, Merriam-Webster. Yeah, it, they're really good at these. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, um, Chipotle's got a decent one. Chipotle's oh, pretty good. Yeah. You can also ask um, Monica Lewinsky and Stormy Daniels how they would respond because <laughs> they're very good at clapbacks on Twitter. Yeah, Chrissy mm-hmm. Teigen. Teigen's great. Uh, yeah. Jeff Tiedrick. Is, Anthony Cheslink would be number one. Ah, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I want to be in this yeah. group chat. That sounds Ooh, fun. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> Let's just, just put a clap back list together, <laughs> and I could just—they could just teach a master class. Uh, but oh, yes, yeah, Sharpie, seriously, do it, do it right. Uh, yeah, I would take that class too. <laughs> yeah. Amanda's like, I would take that class for real. All right, so on to a couple more headlines. Roger Stone aide Andrew Miller, remember this guy, former mm-hmm. house painter from Minnesota, and Stone's sick of talking about him. Stone's <laughs> wingman. Uh, he's been subpoenaed to testify by the prosecution in the Stone trial, according to Natasha Bertrand, a political. Politico. Uh, Miller is the guy who spent the better part of a year trying to fight a Mueller grand jury subpoena. Back then, Miller tried to argue Mueller's appointment was invalid and filed motions to dismiss everything or invalidate his appointment and that the DAG didn't have the authority to appoint Mueller in the first place, Deputy Attorney General. Uh, he lost both cases and both, you know, Mueller was upheld as, as being rightfully there and uh, he had a valid appointment and he ended up uh, giving up and testifying in June. And we had discussed on our other podcast, Mueller, she wrote, that grand juries aren't supposed to be used for cases that had already been finished. And you, you really are only supposed to use a grand jury to add new charges. So we all thought for sure that Miller was going to be brought up on some sort of charges or Stone would be brought up on superseding indictments or somebody in Stonehenge like Credico or uh, Clovis mm-hmm. or 
who else is in there? There's Nunberg. There's so many weirdos all positioned around Stone, just a group of just, we call them Stonehenge. And anyway, all of that, though, happened after Barr was appointed, which makes me leery that additional charges that were likely being pursued were stopped somehow. But that's conjecture. I have no proof of that whatsoever. Um, other star witnesses in the Roger Stone case, uh, Rick Gates, he'll be testifying, along with Randy Credico, the guy with the dog, mm-hmm. when Roger Stone threatened to be, you don't want anything to happen to your nice dog right, or whatever. Right. Uh, that guy, uh, they're all going to testify, including this Andrew Miller fellow. So this is uh, like the whole cast of Stonehenge uh, coming back. Yeah. Uh, November Reunion 5th. Reunion tour. Yeah, it's been quite a, a gap in that. To a, to, yeah, to a theater near you. This is going to be, I think this is the season finale. <clears throat> I feel it. Of, of, yeah. the, of the Mueller, of the Mueller mm. stuff. Now, there are several other like cases handed off by Mueller. We know that from Appendix D in the Mueller report. They were all handed off to the Department of Justice, and Barr's in charge of that now, so I don't trust that. But these things, as they come out, as, you know, when we found out the Southern District of New York was not going to investigate the hush money payments, that they did get picked up by the Manhattan um, District Attorney, uh, Cy Vance, I believe his name is. And the other things are getting picked up by Tish James, by state uh, and city district attorney's uh, offices. So that, I think, is where we're going to end up. We used to say that the arc of justice is long, but it bends toward the Southern District of New York. Well, now that Barr's in charge of the Southern District of New York, I think that we should say it just bends toward the state of New York <laughs> because that's who's picking everything up. And as soon as these federal judges come out and say, now uh, the federal government's not investigating that anymore, not investigating that anymore, these federal judges will release these documents and then these state attorneys general and you know DAs will, will start picking up the cases where they can because a lot of these state the states can't prosecute federal crimes mm-hmm. only the feds can and there is a statute of limitations and it, it's it's usually five years on federal crimes so if we are able to vote trump out of office and get a new department of justice in there they could pick these cases up again nice and reopen them without uh, violating double jeopardy that's the plan all right uh that's it that's the show for today big all news right. lots of stuff yeah wait what about greg craig oh oh he's <laughs> Good call. Why isn't he in my notes here today? He the verdict on Greg Craig came out. Our one Democrat in in the you know that was mm-hmm. uh, prosecuted in in relation to the Mueller probe, not guilty. Nice on his one count. Deep so. state. Yeah, I was gonna say it's a nice, <laughs> but no, no, I see now. Deep Just state <laughs> jury. Yeah, Somebody bribed. I know. Yeah. Be- Bezos bribed the jury. I'm sure is what happened. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Washington Post. He was just a news. decoy Democrat. Yeah, <laughs> right. And so. you feel you feel like he was in, he he wasn't innocent, but he just is basically getting away with it. Is I that... didn't know. I'd have to. I'm gonna have to read the transcript of the case. And, okay, and okay. see what the evidence is. Yeah, I am um, definitely going to read that though because mm-hmm. that is uh, yeah. I don't know if I, I'm, I mean, that's like not really something to celebrate exactly if he did get away with something. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. But the, the the jury found him not guilty. And this is probably a pretty liberal jury. So that also could be a quote unquote miscarriage of justice. Yeah. I would have been just as fine. If he was guilty, I would be completely happy with him being found guilty. Yeah. 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 I mean, he still did those things, right? He still did that work. He stood. Yeah. He still so, did help seed the Scadden Arps report with yes. the New York Times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so he was part of it. Still in shitty. public opinion, I guess he's guilty, but it seems like he got off maybe on a technicality yeah. to some degree. But lucky for him, no one's paying attention, really, or gives a fuck unless yeah. they <laughs> listen to him. <laughs> yeah, and even we almost or forgot. <laughs> yeah, and that's why, yeah, we were like, oh, what about that? Yeah. I have to, I, I'm going to have to read the case. I'm going to have to look at the facts in the case. Uh, um, I, I, I hope that somebody 
puts out uh, like a deep dive into I think Lawfare blog usually does these things or Courthouse News nice um, with Adam Klassman uh, does usually really good deep dives I think he's on a honeymoon right now uh, but we should call him tell him come back you have to write this up for me because I want to see why <laughs> the one Democrat got away with it because it, this will feed into the deep state narrative and the conspiracy 100%. theories are going to come. Yeah, yeah, this is almost like way. bad news. I know. Yeah, know. that's kind of what I was thinking at first, but I just want to know like, the Take truth one for first. the team, Gregory. It's bad either way, it seems like, for liberals because of the optics. But yeah, I, I do want to know like legally where it stands. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. it's, uh, in any world, usually it'd be good for Democrats to have a Democrat acquitted, of not acquitted, but found not guilty mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. of a, a charge of, not, you know, fa- of lying about being a foreign agent. Yeah, even being just like yeah potentially charged was enough for it to be a bad look for us so i'm assuming there will be a decision written out by the judge and and, uh, i'll look forward to reading that Uh, i I think all the reasons would go well no because the jury it's a jury trial i don't know Mm. Mm. i guess we'll see Mm. Mm. we'll get them refried beans soon enough Uh, Mm. adam classwell get back from your honeymoon do this (laughs) make it happen you're my you're my guy all right so that's it. Now that's the show. Yes, yes. Thank you. <laughs> After that not guilty verdict. It's important. Yeah, yeah. You have any final thoughts? Oh, no. Just stoked for Seattle. One more week. Yay. Yeah. I have a final thought. Julissa got hella trolled on Twitter today. Oh, thanks, Jordan. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and that shit was fucked up. And it was weird. It was, yeah. it was messed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it just got so detailed and like mean. Yeah. And it, it went on for so long. It was an author, so she she really likes to... I like to speak out loud. She really likes to type, so yeah. it was very interesting being in that kind of situation. Yeah. Are you doing okay? I'm doing great. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, like, grade school prepared me for this. Like, being bullied for not being black enough or for, like, not having enough, like, white friends in someone's opinion or dating white people. That argument's, like, it's classic in my book, so it, it's fine. I think I'm, like, immune to it, but I did get a lot of support, which was nice. I always love that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The fans were great. Yeah. yeah you were I'm telling sorry me that it. happened and it was so public and Thank like you. I, I don't think it'll be the last time. So it's like we'll practice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I also want to say just from my experience as you mean you and me, because we get shit a lot for, for not like being as educated as A G is, right, on this show. Oh yeah, that too. And and yeah, I just wanna say as a disclaimer, we are not professionals in journalism exactly. We're like do-it-yourself stand-up comics who are on this show and we read stuff from the same sources you have and ag has all these cool sources and stuff and ag's a different story but for me and jaleesa personally like we're not trying to present ourselves as these 100 percent experts on all of these stories right absolutely we're like talking about them just as regular people yeah yeah so to get and hated like on that. so intensely right, for i not know being that what somebody wants a lot to be. different because of the whole like racial for sure but you're but. right yeah about it also being about the educational thing it's like right. i don't know what her background is but just the idea of that being so problematic that you know she felt the need to not just say i have this one thing i have a problem with but then go into like personal opinions about my life it was very strange but yeah also just women tearing women down black yeah. women tearing black women down. yeah that whole thing it's like it's a very bad problem that's not new but i appreciate you you point that out it's it's really fucked up yeah it is and she's probably definitely gonna listen to this she says she listens yeah Twitter, so it, the, the crazy great. thing is she didn't know that white ally was a joke like her all her friends thought it was like a literal like thing that i'm like i'm the ally for white people when it's like it's a joke from the show where mm-hmm. we pointed out white people don't need allies and so the idea of me being nice, everyone is funny because like it's like I'm a white ally, but that's in itself is a funny thing to say. Yeah, it's it like, was <clears throat> it was irony, it was satire, it was sarcasm, and 
<clears throat> I feel like a lot of that's lost these days. People miss nuance. People miss irony. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are very black and white, and and people are very literal. They take things very literally, and assume that certain actions must mean certain that you're a certain kind of a person. And and I just I wish it wasn't that way. Mm-hmm. And I, I I don't know if this is a social media phenomenon or if it's just a I don't know what it is mm-hmm. uh, or what caused it. But I do find it to be a, a kind of a problem because we will say things in in irony and in satire, and sometimes and a lot of it, it happens on the other side too. Like somebody will say, "Oh no, Trump's the greatest thing that's ever happened." You dumb, stupid libtard. <laughs> and I'll be like, "F you." And they're like, "No, I'm kidding." And I'm like, right. "Oh oh oh." And so to to. I don't know what I think. There's just a lot of nuance that's lost on on totally. to type things to people as as opposed to like a face to face interaction. Because I, I just can't imagine if you sat down with this person that they would say the same things to you. Right. Yeah. Especially. I, sorry. Go ahead. No. No. I'm I'm curious. Especially when your comments are always coming from a good place. Like 100 percent always coming from a good place. Like you're not advocating for anything. Right. Right. That's like bad. You're like asking questions, and so am I. And normally, I hate looking to like, for the better angels in people's nature. Yeah, right. but she thinks it's an act. To her, it's like, oh, she's just trying to play the victim. I, I've, yeah, I mean, that was a part of her argument. There's just she, so much like overstepping of what is okay yeah. to, to insinuate about a person. And normally, it's like we occasionally we get bad reviews, right? And mm-hmm. and we don't talk about them ever. But this just seems like it's warranted to have like a mini discussion about sure. it because it was so public. Yeah, yeah. And so much of our podcast is about our like social media presence absolutely so, forgive me if this is dumb for me to bring up no right now, i think but, it's super relevant i appreciate it and yeah. then a lot of the fans they like that I, I retweet things just for the community to be more engaged but she was upset that i was able to find her tweet because she said it was a personal conversation that i wasn't even tagged in but the oh, show right, was. subtweeted you yeah well the show was tagged right. I, yeah I, I looked for the show stuff and basically i have it set up for all my my stuff my searches to go straight for all of our podcasts tag so she was definitely talking about the shows Melissa and daily beans and she was like how did you find me and i'm like okay you're on twitter and something else she called herself a black woman enthusiast on her bio and like i also feel like i probably shouldn't take her bow too literally because that's confusing (laughs) so you know at twitter it's just like anything on the internet it's like you can't really take it for what it is all the time but also she misheard me so there's like confirmation bias is so strong yeah and so i imagine if you're trying to explain it it's you're already talking to a, a full bucket totally and, and uh, you can't add to you can't oprah add anything that. to a full yeah bucket. oprah said their the their bucket's too full mm-hmm. so like mm-hmm. you know or also too small for your bucket she had a great bucket yeah, it's, a, it's a, a buddhist <laughs> thing it's an old proverb oh, yeah, a tea you, yeah. Cup. yeah yeah you can't you can't add you can't add anything to a full cup yeah there we go i, I like it yeah and i know that if she is listening to this this is she's just gonna have a lot of ammo right now to be like i say one you know one criticism and, and it blows up like this or whatever but mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is is like you were saying, AG, people have feelings and being kind to each other and being there for each other has a very positive and necessary effect. And then on the flip side of the coin, when you're bad to someone, even if it is over the internet, it doesn't matter. Just because it's the internet, that doesn't mean that it's not taken as as real of a sentiment. Exactly. And some of the stuff she said was just like super psychoanalyzing and like oh, yeah. not okay to say about <laughs> you as a person. I agree. So... Sorry for calling you out. Not sorry. Uh, <laughs> if I think this could have been phrased in a way that would have had a more productive dialogue about what she was actually criticizing. Oh, for sure. Plenty of times people have said to me that like either they had a question or wanted clarity and I was able to discuss it without it blowing up like this. But I think she came with a certain narrative 
that just wasn't accurate and that made her feel very entitled to just well, come if swinging. She's, if she's concerned about you or your actions or behaviors, I don't know how anyone thinks that they're going to change any hearts or change any minds by coming at you with personal attacks. It it, it gets nowhere. Right, mm-hmm. right. Uh, I don't, and, and that's one of the things about you on the show, Julissa, is you always are like benefit of the doubting people where you're like, well, what, you know, if I don't know, let's look back in their past and see what happened that made them do this. And let's mm-hmm. like try to figure it out and be more sympathetic and have more empathy for this, this, this person. For sure. And then to ha- like have that completely turned around on yeah. you backwards. It's just, it, it blows is very my mind. strange. Yeah. It yeah. Blows my mind. I, I also take her as someone who probably only listened to a few episodes, which by the way, thank you for that. <laughs> Even though it led <laughs> to this, I, I really do appreciate it. Cause that's what it led me to the, her tweet. And so she, you know, has the right ideas coming in. And I, I think it's really important. Like you said, Ajita, to, to point out, where she actually might have been reasonable so she was upset about actually thinking that i was doing something harmful to the black community but again it's the method it's the approach the execution yeah. those things matter but you know? she could but she could have a meaningful conversation with it about you and everyone could step away understanding each other a little bit better absolutely mm-hmm. um and and uh, you know i i don't know if it, anyone would be open to that but I, I, I certainly know. would. I just think that she expected me not to be. So she, even before I got to her thread, she went from one general negative kind of neutral tweet to like super negative personal attacks before I even said my first response. I was like, well, normally I would approach this a little more, I guess, level headed. But in this case, I just retweeted saying I think she might want to be on the show because it's also a part of my theory. She's she's an author. She a, a lot of her tweets, it seems to be in the last few days, it's just constantly attacking people who are doing things that are, are a little more like in the public eye. And maybe she want, thinks she can do it better. And I would also say to her, do it. If you think you can have a podcast that's really great and a lot more accurate and helpful to the black community, I would listen to yeah, it. Yeah, you don't have to tear down who other you people's <laughs> art a try. in yeah. order to make your own. You can just totally. make it. You can just make it. Uh, yeah. If that's her goal. Yeah, if it is. Do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> yes, Stormy. But thank said. you guys. I love you all and the community. Everyone was so nice. People should not rag on white people for being nice. That is the worst thing you can do <laughs> for racism. <laughs> is say, how dare you defend this black person? We didn't win the like oh, really didn't totally win civil rights, but we didn't get anywhere just on our own. We started it, but like arguably you need other communities to back you up for the numbers. So why would you that's a whole different podcast. Racial Metal Show. Check it out. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, perfect segment for Racial Metal Show. Yes, yes. Uh, maybe you could have her on uh, Jalisa Johnson show. I actually thought about it. Interview I really did. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right. I'll reach if out. If she's willing to have an open discussion. Yeah. You know, maybe test the waters before, you know. I might, because several times I got high today and I considered DMing her, mm-hmm. but I was like, man, she probably she probably wants that. I was like, I want to go with something that maybe she's not expecting just because it'll probably be the more, the higher road. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I might reach out to her in a few days. We'll see. When yeah. things cool down. Yeah. yeah. And it's not like it's a live show. So, you know, you can see how it goes. And yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, great discussion at the end. Thank you, Jordan, so much for bringing up mm-hmm. that final thought, too. And Julie's, I hope everything's okay. And Yes. Um, I will be okay. <laughs> I figured. Um, but it's good checking in. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. 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 We always say at the end, which we're about to right now, is to please take care of yourselves, take care of each other, treat yourself, (laughs) and take care of the planet. I've been AG. I've been Jaleesa Johnson. I've been Jordan Coburn. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is produced by AG, featuring Jaleesa Johnson and Jordan Coburn, and engineered and edited by Mackenzie Mazell and Starburns Industries. Our marketing manager is Sarah Lee Steiner, and our merchandising manager is Sarah Hirschberger Valencia. 
Fact-checking and research by A.G., Jaleesa Johnson, and Jordan Coburn, with executive assistance by Amanda Reeder. Our music is written and performed by They Might Be Giants. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios, and our website is dailybeanspod.com. <laughs>